0: What would you do if everyone said they heard your trailer a hundred times? You'd probably make a new one. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, The Ringer's first ever true crime pod. We've been hunting a con man for a few weeks now, and our hunt is coming to an end. Schemes, heartbreak,
1: how to put on a wire. We've covered all this and more, but there are still a few surprises left. Binge The Wedding Scammer wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on ye old clock. 30 minutes. If you'd like to be a part of this show, give us a call at 646- Stew. 138. Once again, that's 646- Stew. 138. All right. We got a great lineup today. Let's begin with a story that took place at Chipotle and then in court, (laughs) yes. (laughs) a woman uh, just southwest of Cleveland, Parma, Ohio, Parma, Ohio, threw her Chipotle burrito bowl at a server at Chipotle.
1: Did you see the video? No. Click the video now while I'm discussing it. Okay. It's pretty wild. This woman was very upset about the
0: construction of
1: her uh, burrito bowl. It seemed like she was with, I believe, someone who was 18 years old who was with her and uh, she got very upset. A stranger started talking to her a little bit. And she's going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then she takes the burrito pole. I assume she's left-handed. Mm. And she tried to toss this thing straight to the face of the person that works in Chipotle. The, the, the poor lady, I believe her name is Russell, that works at Chipotle, got Chipotle bowl all over her. And has this shocked look on her face. And then one of the civilians tried to confront the lady on her way out and sort of keep her there. But then she stormed out. There's also every single person at the location had their phones out and was recording the situation.
0: So she must have been yelling a lot. Um, Yes. for a a really, like, violent throw. Yes. I just, I got to make two notes about Chipotle. The consistency of design, like this looks like every Chipotle I've ever been to. I'm like this, yes. ca- this there's a Chipotle like on my corner. I'm like, is this on is my that corner? the one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> yeah, looks yeah, so yes. much like it. Number two, the woman who threw the ch- the, the burrito ball. Yes. She looks like a woman from the challenge slash real real world, Remember Oh that? yeah, the firefighter from Staten Island. Nicole. Yes. yes. <laughs> she looks <laughs> yes. so much yes. like her. great call, Juliet. <laughs> great call, Juliet. Thank you. Um, that's a, a wild throw. Yes. And so, um, the woman who her name was Emily Russell, and she pressed charges. Uh, she was found to be um, the victor in this trial. <laughs> <laughs> My legal language is failing yeah, me. Yeah, but yes. the punishment, instead of like going to a facility or whatever, is this woman Rosemary Hayne, has been told she can shorten her sentence if she works in fast food for six months.
1: Now she was, she was sent to 180 days in jail. Yeah. Okay, with 90 days suspended. But still, that's a three-month jail sentence for throwing a burrito bowl at a Chipotle worker. Now, I'm not saying—
0: I think that's six months.
1: 100... No, 90 days suspended sentence. Oh, got it, got it. So, got it. point being, is we always talk about how punishment should deter future behavior. Mm-hmm. Man, that is, whoa, that seems a little heavy handed if you ask me. Like <laughs> three months in the pokey for assault. throwing a Chipotle bowl. It's, a, it's an I know, but Miss Russell was okay. Like, uh, I just felt like that was a pretty heavy-handed sentence. And then they're like, "But I think there was with the intent of being, you can reduce that sixty days further. Sixty days further, so it's only thirty days so, if you work twenty hours a week for an unspecific, unspecified, specified, unspecified amount of weeks at a fast food chain.
0: I really love this. I it's great. I think it's smart, and like this is like this punishment does fit the crime. Also, I just want to say, 30 days in jail, you're still not coming out the same person. That's like fair.
1: still long. I mean, I've never spent 30 days in jail, neither have I, I can I. imagine.
0: I neither have I, but that's like still scary. Yes, that's
1: four episodes of foot News. <laughs> it's a long time. <laughs> who knows where we were four episodes ago?
0: I like this judge. I like the creativity of thinking about his name is Timothy Gilligan from okay. Parnam Municipal
1: I Court do have to judge. say this. I feel like it's a little performative on the judge's part.
0: He did add, this is not real Housewives of Parma. It's,
1: yeah, it seemed like he he was like a little saucy. You know what I mean? Where it's part of me, it's like, I get, but you're not like a tour guide in Disneyland, man. Like, you're the judge. Like, like don't make jokes and stuff and try to get some PR out of like my assault case. I had a bad day and my Chipotle bowl didn't look the way I wanted it to. Perhaps I took it too far, but maybe not six months in jail and I have to work at a fast food chain and you have to like make pun jokes about me.
0: I just hope that she's, uh, we'll not be doing it again. And she, she did
1: agree. She's like, I, she agreed to the, the sort of reduced sentence, the plea deal. But I want to know, where is she going to work at Chipotle? Is she going to work in another one? Is she really going to show up for 20 hours a week? How do they follow up on that? Like, that's the part, the follow-up I'm a little concerned about.
0: Well, I feel like there's a good system in place for that, like parole officers and such. Like, there's a way for the courts to keep track. I want to know where she's going to work. Like,
1: yes, which fast food. And what is yeah. fast food? What is Applebee's
0: fast food? No, that's fast casual.
1: I know, but where do you draw the line?
0: I think if there's waiter service, it doesn't count. Okay. So she's Chipotle could be on the table. I would want to work somewhere where it's like fairly automated, so I felt like I could succeed. Oh,
1: interesting. What do you? Well, if you go into your head, you had to work in a fast food chain. Yeah. Which one are you picking? Oh, I'm going with like a pliables. Does that count? I'm just dealing with, like, fruits and veggies. Like, I'm doing, like, a juice press or, like, a juice generation. But I just don't want to touch meats and cheeses and breads. I just want to be around fruits and veggies and stuff. I'm fine with that. I'm going to go with some sort of juice situation.
0: I think that sounds hard. I was going to go with Wendy's. I feel like, in my very limited experience, Wendy's tends to be somewhat upbeat,
1: Okay. And it's okay. fairly straightforward. <laughs> you say, I want to drill down on <laughs> somewhat upbeat. Like just the overall vibe? Yeah. And like the people that work there seem happier?
0: Yeah. It's not like everyone here is so miserable okay. to be here. I mean, I'm okay. sure there's a lot of variance, but location by location, but... I just feel like once I went to a Wendy's in South Carolina and it left like a good impression on me. Good, so good. <laughs> that would be my choice.
1: Great. All right, I'll be over at Juice Press, I'm, not not smelling like hamburgers.
0: I've only eaten Wendy's products once, and it was in for South No, my parents went <laughs> to pick it up for me. So wait, once. you you were
1: in a Wendy's in South Carolina. I you didn't were left get with this great impression, but you didn't get anything. That's correct. Use the bathroom?
0: <laughs> no, I was there. It was like a it's a whole long story. It was like a summer program. I was, like, dragged there, and I hated the program, so I was, like, on a hunger strike. <laughs> That's not what
1: I expected. Well. A summer program you didn't want to be on in South Carolina, and you didn't like it, so you're on a hunger strike. I was like,
0: I will not have Wendy's. Thank you very much. Well, wow. <laughs> but wow. I was, like, popping in there.
1: <laughs> but you are still not a sad face on? So I like this, though. <laughs> you were... Outwardly unhappy, <laughs> yeah. but on the inside, I noted like the yeah, conscious Juliet was Feeling like, This place good. is kind of popping, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Must but be I good. Can't, can't show it on my face. Mental note though, Wendy's kind of popping,
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, good, and That good. is where I will serve my jail sentence.
1: <laughs> great, great. Well, don't throw chipotle bowls at people,
0: whatever. I mean, <laughs> no I, violence. My
1: question is, is like, you can't really hear the details of the conversation. We don't have to harp on this for too long, but part of me is want to be like. Would you like me to remake the bowl? Like, like it's kind of like, what do you want me to do? I don't, I don't really care. I'm just here working at Chipotle, I'm getting paid by the hour. Do you want me to remake the bowl? I'm remake the bowl, but I don't want to talk to you about it anymore.
0: I can't imagine what the conversation was, and like, what's her problem? Does she want more or something? It, was, or? I,
1: it just felt like she had other things going on in her life that 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 forced her to behave this way in Chipotle.
0: (laughs) That's a really generous read. I think you're probably right, but it's also a pretty generous read. Yes. All right, let's move on to a really, really good story coming out here in the great city of New York. This is a story about rich people. This Mm -hmm. is a story about wine. Mm -hmm. It's not an outright heist, but we can't be sure there's not a crime involved. It's heisted, Jason. I can be
1: 1,000%
0: sure that there's
1: crime involved.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, there is a place called Chelsea Wine Storage, which is a wine shop where you can...
1: Chelsea Wine Vault is the shop.
0: Sorry, Chelsea Wine Vault. They have a storage facility. Chelsea Wine Storage. Where you... And they they also own Chelsea Wine Company. Where you can store your very fancy, climate-sensitive bottle of wine. So, like, if you are a collector and you want to keep your wine in the best location possible, you can use Chelsea Wine Storage.
1: Yes, and I thought about it like shoes. Like, I have a lot of sneakers, right? So, I have certain sneakers that are in my rotation in my closet— but there's other sneakers I just need to put somewhere.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about, like, art. Because like, for
1: me, it's not it's not wine. I'm like, who would want this for wine? Like, drink your wine. Buy wine, drink the wine. But I'm not a wine collector, and people right. are, and I respect that. Those people have money. They need somewhere for the wine to go, so they, they 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 seek professional help with that. Because when you are storing wine, unlike sneakers, you know, the humidity and the temperature and these things are very important.
0: Right. It's, yeah, it's very similar to, like, any high-end collecting. Yeah. Art, similar. needs to be the right—not a lot of light, right— Climate, etc. Very similar to wine. So this facility used to be in the Chelsea market. Mm-hmm. And you could just walk in.
1: For those that don't know, Chelsea Market is sort of like an upscale walk through restaurant it's like bizarre. An indoor
0: mall. Yeah. It's like, not
1: mall with like stores and like Zara. It's more just like foodstuffs and whatever.
0: It's kind of like if you took like an old New York City building that didn't have a lot of windows in the bottom floor and you just stuffed a lot of stores in it.
1: Something like that. It's any sort of like walkthrough market in your local city.
0: Yeah. Whatever. I hate the Chelsea Wine Market. Let's move on. I can tell. (laughs) Jeez. Okay, so they they moved. It's kind of
1: like a basement with a bunch of store stuffed in it. Like, no, it's not, but whatever.
0: Okay, so the Chelsea Wine Storage moved. It moved into the basement of a former TGI Fridays.
1: No, not true. Moved across the street. Across the street from the Chelsea Wine Market with the same landlords that have the Chelsea Wine Market, but they no longer have the storage unit in the basement. So they needed to put the wine somewhere, which is where the TG, the defunct TJI Fridays in Times minutes. Square. So even if you don't live in New York City, you can imagine what a defunct TJI Fridays in Times Square looks like.
0: Also, two miles away from the new yes. location of the store, where it should be stored, the basement. And yeah.
1: some intrepid reporter, investigator, i.e., someone who got screwed by them. Got pictures of the storage facility. (laughs) It is the least organized storage facility you've ever seen in your life. It's someone's like, literally, if you just gave a bunch of teenagers and you were like, we've got all this wine in location A, here's keys to a truck, put them in location B. No organization whatsoever. That's literally like, it's just like, bring these boxes of wine from this place to that place.
0: It's... Pretty weird, and so but the, uh, the store like where you could like go and buy wine or whatever yes. is still across the street from the Chelsea Market. So it's like it's still still going, it's still going. But there be, the people who have the wine that's in the storage, they can't get any information about how to access their wine or any information other than seeing these photos. So basically, it's like being held for ransom.
1: Kind of. But what's happened is, is the people that own Chelsea Wine Storage, it was like a two gentlemen. One was a mm-hmm. producer of Justified, Justified yeah. Yeah, which I thought was like, oh, <laughs> I was like oh, OK. Donald Kurt. Yeah, I was like, but it said like TV producer. I was like, is this someone I know? So so the two of them, they. Him
0: and Donald, Daniel Bartolucci.
1: Yeah, Bartolucci and Kurt, who are the original uh, partners in Chelsea Wine Storage. They have a legal problem about four or five years ago. It goes to litigation, it all gets settled over time, and then it ends up, the company ends up in the hands of one of their daughters, Mm -hmm. which is where things start to go awry. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yes. It feels
1: like these new proprietors are no longer into the nuance of uh, storing and organizing and distributing other people's wines for a fee.
0: Right, and so I just want to note, Kurt and Bartolucci the lawsuit mm-hmm. was that one accused the other of trying to steal $330,000 out of the business. That was a loan. That was, a, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> yes. sh- it allegedly. It was written down as a loan. Yes. <laughs> and that Bartolucci's daughter, the same guy who wrote down the loan, is the one who's now in charge. Yes. Her and her husband.
1: Yes. Kurt was like, I got justified to make, get me out of this business. I know, I make, I make hit TV shows. I do not store <laughs> wine for rich people in Chelsea.
0: So they are now the ones the, the daughter and her husband have moved the wine to the basement of a T- defunct
1: T- TGI, TGI Friday. Yes, <laughs> with, with a, an extremely disorganized storage system. So people start asking for their wine, as one does when they have wine in storage, and it's not showing up. And also, they used to uh, charge like $77 a month or whatever, and all of a sudden it went up to $277 a month. And they have their credit cards, like they had their credit card information, there was random charges of $2,400.
0: There's a lot. And then also, the new store is like also just like breaking code left and right. There's like a DJ booth oh, don't, and a don't don't, get, don't, start <laughs> don't start on the lounge yet.
1: Don't start on the lounge yet. Sorry. So then what happens next is people go into Chelsea Wine Vault, the like the brick and mortar wine store, and they see their own wines. <laughs> so now storage wines are being sold as wine wines, and someone was $6,000. Um. Uh, like sort of behind in their in their storage payments. So they took their $200,000 collection and started selling it. And even a judge who saw this is like, wait a second, wait, 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 wait. It's- so they owed you $6,000 and you sold $200,000
0: of their wine? It is so brazen. Question, why do you think the current proprietors, Amelia and her husband, need the money? Like what, like are they having another business that is like strapping them for cash? Like, what do you think's going on here? What's All your explanation? I
1: think Amelia and her husband somehow, some way, this thing fell in their lap. And they don't have a passion for wine storage. And they have no <laughs> relationship with the people whose no wines that they wine. have. They have none whatsoever. They're like, we, like, apparently, as a result of this lawsuit, we are now wine storage professionals. And they're like, what can we get away with? And that's where the lounge comes in. <laughs> they built a a lounge underneath the wine store like who hasn't at some point been like we should open a bar right (laughs) like at some point you're like if you're listening to this podcast at some point you're like we should open a bar with you and your friends or someone at some point usually like in your early mid-20s like let's open a bar these people were like we have a wine storage place why don't we take the wine out of the storage place and open a bar
0: it's also like What's their obsession with underground like spaces? That have not I don't used? know.
1: I like windows. <laughs> they, they're vampires. They're, thank you for bringing this up. They must be vampires.
0: Also, I just feel like my impression is, and by the way, I just feel like we got we got to shout out the reporter who worked on this. Oh her, yes, her name is Lisa Fickenshire, and she writes to the New York. She Post. is
1: brilliant. Thank you so much,
0: Lisa. This is one of my favorite stories of the year. Of by all tar. time.
1: There's a picture of the lounge in there. So, and there's a woman in, in, a, bra. A, in, a, in a bra doing a <laughs> shot. She's mid-shot. If you look at that pose, that is not taking a sip from a glass. Oh, no, She's that is a shot. Shooting something like so There's just people in their underwear doing shots in like an empty lounge that looks to have like seven customers.
0: It looks like the combination of like the um, entrance of like a car dealership meets a Senor Frogs in Miami. Yeah. It also
1: yes, it gives me a little bit of like. Like before, you dock the booze cruise. Yes, this is the bar where you mingle. Yes, you know what I mean. It's
0: giving like Miami spring break vibes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but like Miami two thousand three spring yes. break. Yes, <laughs> they told me
1: the booze cruise would leave at two, and here it is at two forty five. Let's just do some shots.
0: Um, apparently, I think after that, someone started poking around. There was more information. There was more wine allegedly available because people started getting notes that. Like, they like, could come get their wine. Um, but Amelia's husband also, like, got into a fight with other tenants. Oh, that's right.
1: I yeah. forgot about this part. <laughs> so at, at the TGI Fridays, there's some some common areas where people share elevators and whatnot. And Amelia's husband was there, and he got in a physical altercation with one of the other tenants.
0: Can you think of anything more threatening than going into the basement of a defunct TGI Fridays in, in Times Square?
1: If anyone said we're going to the basement of defunct t j f fridays, I would say the 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 floor is so low and the ceiling is so high in this experience. I, you know what I mean? like it, it could open up into a wonderland of just like your your New York fantasy night where it's just like a bunch of a-list celebrities hanging out just like playing charades. I've
0: just been thinking about like, want to see you like b to c level, like, crime television shows that i might watch that might culminate or like i don't know like a die hard movie culminating in the basement of this defunct yeah, tgi yeah, friday yes. or... but it's also
1: how is margaritaville still there how is Bubba gump still there how is hard rock still there how is red lobster still there whoever was running the tgi the, friday's the really brand, fumbled the bag the brand has <laughs> fumbled the bag <laughs> if margaritaville can exist in the middle of times square if tourists are coming to new york city and be like i would love a caribbean themed jimmy buffett themed experience right now
0: I don't get Jim, the Jimmy Buffett shit. I just don't get it. Anyway, if you have wine that you are storing... Oh my
1: God, 6462138. Yeah, please call right us. Right now. I'd
0: love to hear more about any of your interactions with the Guns Karzas or um, Chelsea Wine Vaults. It
1: is also one of those things where you like give something to someone to professionally store, and you're like, I don't know what they're doing with that.
0: Totally. Don't let your your prized possessions out of your hands, I guess. Yeah. You would think it'd be safe. I feel like that about <sighs> banks sometimes. <laughs> Oh my god! My, I mean, money. I'm not like, even. Get do you into actually it. have my money, well, <laughs> or is this just
1: a number that you're printing out happened. on the screen? That's I what know happened with SVB. I know.
0: So there you go. <laughs> we'll
1: follow up on that in our finance podcast.
0: All right, we only have like three minutes for more news what? stories, so we better get fucking going. All uh, right. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Jacoby and Mike live adjacent to the recent site of a. Smash and grab heist. (laughs) Booze heist. Shoot.
1: That's not why you pointed at me. You wanted me to say booze heist.
0: Booze heist. Smash and
1: grab. They brought out cases of liquor. Not too much to say there, except I really feel like those people are not going to distribute it Um, for professional reasons. It seems like they just wanted to drink.
0: Um, Agreed. Next, over to Denmark. Denmark.
1: Oh, I got this one. Someone stole butter, a whole truck full of butter, 24 tons of butter, 48,000 pounds of butter was stolen from one truck with a cooling system. And then guess what? They found the truck.
0: Where did they find it?
1: On the side of the road.
0: Was the butter in there? No. (laughs) Where the fuck is that butter? Butter
1: was transferred from one cooled truck to another cooled truck in what must be premeditated. Has to be. And then what do you do with the butter? I
0: don't know. How do you how do you move? If
1: you've got a second, you're already getting a second truck. You've set all this up to steal something easier to sell.
0: What's the value of that?
1: I don't know. We need
0: another number. That's like an anonymous tip line from these robbers. Like, why are you doing this? What's the
1: steal other (laughs) shit?
0: Or if you are a reformed robber, please give us a call and yes. explain the, the the business model. Yeah.
1: Or if instead of serving your robbery time in jail, you're right now working at a Wendy's, also call us at six four six two one thirty eight. Only in 8. South Carolina. If you're upbeat.
0: <laughs> um. Next viral video. Someone posted a video of his allegedly. I think like his mom or his grandma and his sister. Washing potatoes in the dishwasher. Vibes, yeah.
1: I mean, what are we doing?
0: Um, I just—they said it only took four four minute rinse. Don't believe it. I think it's I, a longer no. process. Yeah,
1: and also just no, just they probably didn't it. use soap. But still, just don't clean. Also, you're don't having, cook. Don't cook. Do you know what to do? do, 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 do. Hey, guess what? Call it dishwasher. I know. Wash dishes in there.
0: Also, I gotta say, sat, feels Ten like this family minutes. has too many people coming over. If they need that many potatoes, it's a lot of potatoes. Cut, cut the cut yeah, the list down. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Next, Din Tai Fung. There's a big piece about Din Tai Fung. In we the, love Din
1: Tai Fung. We love it. If you it. don't know, it's, Los, it's a, I, would, I was going to say Los Angeles, based It's a Taiwanese restaurant that has great soup dumplings, just great, high quality food and a great experience, which they have sort of like built their brand on replicating that experience with very little variance from place to place.
0: Glad you brought that up. That's what I wanted to share. It's a piece in the LA Times by Clarissa Way. Every Din Tai Fung soup dumpling has 18 folds, and it takes six months to master the art of a Din Tai Fung dumpling fold. Wow. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I hope it's still coming to New York in 2024. Yeah. If, if not, 2024 isn't a blow. If really you live pissed. in a place
1: that does not have a Din Tai fun and you're around and you have an opportunity to go to a Din Tai fun, just get it. Even like the the broccoli with garlic is fantastic. Everything's oh my good. God, so
0: good. The, Everything's the good. Rice the rice fried rice is so good. Everything fried. is amazing. Delicious. All right, lastly, the UN will be asking us Americans to eat less meat to help with um, climate change and meeting the stipulations of the Paris Accords. Huh. I read this and I was like, really? Yeah, I'm aware of this. Farming is a major contributor to climate change, and so a lot of it is about, like, not growing food for cows to eat and deforestation and shit like that. So I'm down with it. I'm, I'm ready to move away from uh, a meat-based diet. I'm not saying never, but, like, I don't need to have it all the time.
1: I think that's fair. Yeah. Um... It's just a part of me. It's like, why, why us again?
0: Like, hold on, it's, <laughs> like, it's not just us. That's the yeah, headline. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I was like, why, so why
1: am I being singled out?
0: All right, time for the taste test. We are following up on something that we did. Food we news mentioned food news follow up for today's taste test. We are doing a blind taste test of four different ketchups. Producer Mike procured four for us store brand organic tomato ketchup from Whole Foods, a packet of ketchup from McDonald's, another one that I cannot see the name of Noble Maid. Noble Maid less sugar ketchup. And then finally, Heinz tomato ketchup. It's organic, but we're going to assume it's going to taste the same. That's like on Whole Foods, not on us. Yeah. Um, we we have
1: McDonald's fries what's your and potato chips. I'm going with potato chips. We spoke about it last week. The potato chips are, are I genuinely a great have no memory way, of that. A, I know I, I was confused by that, but we did. I promise. And um,
0: we do not you, know which is which.
1: You'll be doing fries. I'll be doing um, potato chips. So we'll start the same thing. Number one. Okay. Well, that's how we start generally when the in the how the numeric system works.
0: It's good. Hmm. I like this. McDonald's packets. That's really good. That's a great ketchup. I, I think mm. that's Heinz. Now oh, we're going good. to two.
1: That is good.
0: Two is this noble made less Oh, yeah.
1: Two that, that tastes like ketchup. That's that's tomato soup with yeah. a little bit of vinegar. It's
0: tomato, yeah.
1: Yeah, noble maid That's guaranteed noble made. Right, you know what? I'll never do another food news if that's not noble made.
0: Okay, on to number three.
1: Number three?
0: I think this is McDonald's based on my visual assessment.
1: Nope.
0: I think it's McDonald's.
1: Well, tell you why you're wrong. Okay. You see the splatter, splatter, splatter? from splatter the came from bottle. Yeah, that I'm going with. That is um, Heinz. Heinz.
0: Or is it? Or is it Whole Foods? Whole... What do you think? This number four has some water around it. Yeah, number four. I think that's Whole Foods. I think
1: that might be McDonald's. Oh, hold on, I'm gonna have to go back for seconds on this. This is they all taste like ketchup.
0: That one's sharp. That's that's Whole oh. Foods. It's good. Oh, that. I'm, I need to go back to one. This is fun. I recommend everyone do yeah, this.
1: guess what? We're, <laughs> eating, we're eating chips and french fries. But you should do a blind taste test because you, you have a strong ketchup um, opinion. But let's see if you can back it up with your mouth.
0: All right. I'm going one McDonald's, two, because of the splatter, you're right. One mm-hmm. McDonald's, two less sugar, yep. three Heinz, four Whole Foods. Whole Foods.
1: I agree 100%. Producer Mike!
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read. Number one was McDonald's.
1: Boom. Number two, Noble.
0: Number three is Heinz. Number
1: four is Whole Foods. Whole Foods. We got it. We nailed it.
0: These are good. The Whole Foods I, one is really good.
1: I cannot say that you at home should try this yourself. You think that you love Heinz. No, I'm saying you should. Oh, yeah. You should definitely do it because you think you love Heinz. You have very strong opinions about ketchups. But see if you can back it up. Guess what, Julian? This is the first time we've ever gotten it right.
0: I like the Whole Foods one a lot.
1: Really? Yeah. <laughs> Huh. it does taste a little different. It's got a little, little a little
0: bit of a kick at the yeah. end. Delish. This was a great taste test. I'm feeling del- I'm feeling ketchup-y and great. Whoa. Just like I would if I worked at Wendy's. <laughs>
1: Juliet, Juliet's <laughs> entire attitude changed.
0: I love ketchup.
1: Everything changed about you. Like you're you have like the brightness of like a, you on the Reagan. Spain trip. Yeah.
0: Yeah, fucking Mediterranean me has arrived for the ketchup taste ketchup test. Ketchup taste test. All right. On to personal food news. Mm -hmm. My personal food news is a PSA. Oh! I saw on Instagram today that on December 10th, the Double Decker Taco is returning to Taco Bell.
1: The Double Decker Taco? Yeah. Okay. So, I'm a Taco Bell person. I enjoy Taco Bell. Don't eat it as much as I used to for health reasons. But what exactly is the Double Decker and how is it different than like...
0: It's a crunchy, regular taco. And Mm -hmm. And then it has an outside tortilla, like a soft taco. And in between is beans. beans. Uh, That sounds great. It's so good. That sounds good. I don't know why they got rid of it. It's so fucking good. Anyway, I love it so much that I was like, my personal food news is that Taco Bell is bringing back something I love.
1: Okay. I work an off schedule. I'm on the Carton Show on FS1 every day between 7 and 9.30. You can also listen to the Carton Show podcast, available wherever podcasts are. And uh, it gets me to work around 4.15 a.m., I go to the same deli every day to get a coffee and I get usually like a bottle of water and, and a protein shake Can I'm trying, I, trying to be healthy.
0: Do you have time for a question?
1: Yeah, I got time for a question.
0: Is, is Bodega Coffee your number one coffee choice or is it just what's available it's to you? It's literally
1: the only thing that's okay. open at four in the morning. Like, Would it, you
0: consider making coffee at home and bringing it with you? No, I don't do that. Okay. Um, Carry on.
1: Yeah. And in the wintertime they started having soups available to you. And you know I love soup. Follow me, Jacoby, on soup and TikTok. And um, I started eating like early morning soups mm. so i'm having chicken noodle soup at 4 30 in the morning um a splippy soup at 4 30 in the morning lentil soup at 4 30 in the morning and the the gentleman who it's safe to say is not probably not from this country it's safe to say every time i get a soup he gives me a fork oh interesting okay spoons are an option interesting but he gives me a fork.
0: Okay. And have I'm, you ta- have you engaged? Him yeah,
1: but I don't engage much because it's four fifteen in the morning, and also like English is not his first language. And I was like, "How about a spoon?" He goes, "Do you want a spoon and a fork?" And I think what happens is the way he eats soup is he eats like the stuff first and then slurps the broth.
0: For him, it's like a
1: two-step process. Oh,
0: interesting. I like that.
1: So the soup fork is something I've just never encountered before. And now every single time I have to specifically ask for a spoon when I get soup. Mm. And my colleagues have gotten soup and they also get forks.
0: Interesting. Weird, right? Yeah. I'm curious like what the primary soup is in his life that he's doing that. Second, I wonder if there's a spoon shortage and he's trying to (laughs) to control. <laughs> I've seen the spoons. There's a lot of them. Weird. Well, um, this reminds me of something else that I wanted to follow up on. Last week, our listener food news was about dessert soup, and we talked about it. We were yes. like, why isn't there dessert soup? Well, Jenny, at Jaw on Instagram, DM'd me to point out that we are wrong. And it's just that Americans don't have a lot of dessert soup. Oh. There's a lot of Asian dessert soup across a lot of different Asian cultures.
1: In my defense, I did mention that. Did you? Yeah, a little bit.
0: Two Not confident.
1: Minutes.
0: She she okay, told me about, about quite a few. So okay. <laughs> anyway, thanks for letting us yeah, know, Jenny. Juice box jaw. I appreciate I appreciate it, and we'll try some. Yeah, Jenny. Should we get to today's listener food news?
1: I would love to. Hi, this is CJ in Denver. My wife and I have been huge fans ever since the Grantland days. Thank you. My question has to do with soup, so I had to ask Mr. Soup himself for some advice. Mm. So my family has a soup contest every Christmas where everyone brings in a homemade soup and there's voting. Oh, my God. And the winner takes home the golden ladle. Oh, I've won it twice, once with the mulligatawny and once with the Tom Ka soup. But my nephew is back-to-back champ, and I need to make sure he doesn't 3 this year. Oh, come on. CJ. So what is your very favorite soup so I can try to recreate it and win? Keep in mind, soups like chicken noodle or tomato just aren't sexy enough to win because CJ, come you have to play on. to the masses with something exotic me. or cheesy or indulgent. Thanks okay. for your help. Take okay. care. CJ, you've come to the right place. Number one, I had a Mulgatani on Sunday evening. My wife and her friend shot to Auntie Arige. They ordered Indian, and they didn't consult me before they ordered Indian? And I was kind of like, guys, I want a little input on what we're getting. <laughs> And I told them that I wanted a mulligatani. My wife is such a sweetheart, she called the place and added a mulligatani to it. I mean, you know what a mulligatani, ever had one? It's like I, a,
0: I know what it is, but I've never had it. Yeah, it's like,
1: it. a really, it's like a, basically an Indian lentil soup, if mm-hmm. we're you know going to break it down. But it's got a much more complex flavor than most lentil soups. To answer your question, CJ, um, Il Mirandi, which is a Keith McNally seconds. restaurant here in the city, which you can Google, has something called a minestrone soup. When you think about minestrone soup, you think about like when you go to the grocery store, yeah. you look at a minestrone soup. In a can? It's nothing like that. What is it? It is no, It's basically a fresh vegetable soup um, that has sort of like a, a pesto base, almost. I want to call it. So it's got like a green um, look to it, but it's heavy herbs and um, and just heavy veggies. With, I think there's some potatoes in there, but it's like, it's nothing like what you think when you think minestrone soup. Uh-huh. When you think minestrone soup, you think like beef broth and like noodles and like beef stuff. Nothing like that. It's like a very fresh, very light, very green, pesto vibey, Italian vegetable soup. That's what I would go with this year, CJ, to get the golden ladle.
0: Well, I hope your reports back. Let us know if you get it, man. Yeah,
1: please, CJ. Give us the food <laughs> news follow-up. And give this nephew, what is going on? Can't let this person take your spot.
0: Get that golden ladle, man. And um, call us back
1: and let us know. Call 646-2138.
0: We look forward to hearing from you. Please let us know about uh, your wine storage. Yeah.
1: Please let us know if you work in a Wendy's in South Carolina.
0: <laughs> Thanks to our producer, Mike Wargon. We'll be back next week.